I'm two a, points, facts. Quick, quick question before the story for you guys, and yes. this is just just a little fact about what's going on around me uh, in the area where I live. So, what are some things you guys know about Philadelphia? What sticks out to you? Crime, and it looks really fucking depressing. Like, how about like food? What what's a food item that Philly cheesesteak? I gotta be honest, I don't know anything about Philadelphia at all. What you, I know you, of Philadelphia is literally from "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," which is filmed in California and has nothing to do with Philly. Some some shots are in Philly. They 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 go to lo- on like on location sometimes. What um, shots? Like, oh, like out, when they're in the fountain and stuff like that. All right. Yeah, yeah. So they they talk about it. They go they go once a year and film all the outside shots, and then go back to LA and film it in that studio. But okay, so you got the one that I'm looking for, cheesesteaks. What about pop culture wise? Anything uh, sticks out? Bam Margera. It's a he's a boxer. Nope. Oh no. Bam Margera's a boxer? I have no idea. I'm sorry. Rocky. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not Another a Rocky, Rocky fan. I've never no. seen it. Doesn't matter. I, doesn't I know matter. he has a robot in Rocky too. So that's just like everywhere in Philly. Like whenever the sports teams are playing they play the rocky music and everybody always talks rocky like he's an underdog we try to be underdogs but it's like really played out and people in philly are pretty sick of it so three things to know about prince is from philadelphia he is three things to know about philadelphia though right it's go birds over everything everyone is a huge eagles fan and what Mm -hmm. vex what vex said about the crime is true and it's very sad and hopefully that turns around soon but it's Eagles over everything. And Bradley Cooper recently just said in an interview, would he rather win an Oscar for Maestro or the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year? And he said, Eagles win the Super Bowl. He said, Super Bowl, I'm, I'm sick. That's what I'd rather. So, like, pretty much everyone in Philadelphia is a huge Eagles fan. Secondly, mm-hmm. sucks massive balls. Now, that is... I'm sorry, the what? Two, they're, they're the two cheesesteak places that are, like, tourist traps. Where mm-hmm. if if you go to Philly, people are like, oh, I got to try Pass and Geno's. They're right across the street from each other. Look it up. Look up pictures. They're like literally catacorner. They're right next to each other. And but the like true Philadelphians say that they suck. I think they're not bad and that they get unneeded hate. It's like when something's like really popular and people don't want it to be as popular as it is. It's like that type of thing. So like mm-hmm. Pass and Geno's sucks massive balls. That's what a lot of people from Philly would say. Like go to different places like my favorite is phillips but that's regard that doesn't matter number three rocky is rocky's played out people are Mm -hmm. sick of of hearing about rocky and always playing the song and there's actually when the story came out that i'm about to tell you there's people that would call into the local radio stations and say bad stories of sylvester stallone like someone said he was on set of rocky 2 and there were there was a scene where rocky's running with kids and one of the kids the kids were supposed to stop one. There you Is go. This the song? That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so there's a scene where Rocky's running and the kids were supposed to like let him beat them and like slow down. But apparently one one kid was like just keeping up with them, right? And apparently during the shooting of the scene, Rocky screamed at this little ten year old. Race, we can race. We're trying to shoot a picture here. <laughs> like he was like dead serious. <laughs> So all this shit was coming out that like Rocky's like or Sylvester Saloon's like kind of mean. But anyway, mm-hmm. this Sunday in Philadelphia is the first annual Rocky Day. They're going to do a Rocky Day once a year where Sly comes until he dies. And they're going to have like a little parade and it's going to be like Rocky Day. 
And it just mm-hmm. pissed a lot of Philadelphians off because people are <laughs> sick of the whole Rocky thing. So it sounds like to... you guys are a hard group to make happy. Yeah. We're, we're, if you're passionate, we'll love you. That's pretty much it. But just That's not passionate need. about Rocky. <laughs> yeah. Not right, about or the passionate stuff... about like the Broncos. Not not passionate about the stuff that is like played out. Except the Eagles. Okay. And you guys Eagles, get to decide what's it. played out. Yeah, that's yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, maybe they sound like a bunch of dicks. We're all bipolar. No, there's good people here. There's good people here. But I just wanted to tell you guys that the first annual Rocky Day is this Sunday. So uh book your flights and and come come. Dude, Skeets lives out by you. Does he what area? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm, Pittsburgh, maybe. That's not that that's not close. That's on I the don't other know side anything. of the state. How um, big is your state, though? I've seen it on a map, but, like, big. I don't know. How long does it take to get from one side to the other? Uh, let me look it up right now. Pittsburgh to Philly Drive. Let's see. It's four hours and 49 minutes. So okay. not bad. Close enough. But, That's yeah, we're on, we're on the southeastern part, like, right near New Jersey. And Pittsburgh's on, like, the very western part, like, right near Ohio. So um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's what you get. So that's my little Philly story, and I'm ready to bear all. My pants are okay. off. Okay. Oh. Where's the timer? Am I, am I, like, exactly on point? No, you have two minutes left, but go ahead. All right, guys. Yeah, I just I made a note in the, in the notebook, so it must begin now. Here's the story time. Okay. As you guys know, I think I told you guys last time, October 27th of 2022, I went to rehab for pills. Now, uh, hopefully, Yef has that drop. You don't have it, do you? The one I sent you earlier? (sighs) Hold on. You might have it. Oh, no, I got it. Yeah, hold on. I just got to go. Okay. When do you want me to play it? You're going to have to play it a bunch during the story, but feel free. (laughs) Whenever whenever you want to play it, feel free. So, I went... <laughs> can you guys hear it at all? What? Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah I can hear it. That's it's from Benny Parks- Schwaz, dude. Yeah, Parks and Rec. That's from uh, uh, what was his name on the show? Oh my God, it's gonna uh, John Raphael. Yeah, yeah, John Raphael. I-, I love that character. And why were you like this? Pills, baby, is basically. Have you seen Middle Ditch in shorts? Yes. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And that's basically my life summed up between the ages of thirty-one and thirty-three before I went to rehab. And was being John Ralphia. Yeah. Pills, baby. That was me. me. But the one thing I was honest with you guys about was I was abusing Xanax that I was prescribed. One thing I was not honest with you guys about was I was also on mm, Percocets. Did you hear that? Okay. Yes, I heard that. One more time for the (laughs) Percocets. I was also (laughs) doing Percocets bad, real bad. It got to a point where. Like there was this one dude I know who always had them and he would sell me for 60 a pill and say, I need it five in a day, drop 300 a day, talk, times that by seven. Yeah, you're spending a ton of money. So I went into serious debt. I had a good job at the time. I was working as a stock trader. So I was able to get a bunch of loans. And this whole situation caused me to now I'm filing bankruptcy because I can't pay all those loans because I got fired. Once I got out of rehab, I got fired from that job. Um, they had well, it was basically like uh they were gonna put me on probation. It was like reasons for them to fire me with the month. And I was like, you know what? I hate this job anyway. I'm gonna resign. So it was basically that type of thing. But anyway, so October 27th. So 
Yeff, you have how many years sober? 13. Okay, 13. Congratulations. So thanks. I, I made it to my year for Percocets slash opiates. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Now I okay, need, yeah. I need well, to know. Sorry, I was I would have said congratulations, but I was just confused. Um, like you you made it sober for a year and then you had a relapse, or like you are now, right now, currently sober for a year. Still currently sober from opiates. Adam boy, congratulations. But uh-oh. On October 21st, I had a benzo. And there's a reason behind it. And I want you to benzo is just a different that's the type of drug that Xanax is, right? Yeah, I'm hip, re- I'm cool. I know the reason words. reason behind it. So I want to know if this is truly considered a re- a relapse. Um mm-hmm. I was I was upset because I was what? I was 1 2 3 4 5 like 6 days away from making it a year. But this is what happened. So with this whole bankruptcy shit, I've been having these massive panic attacks and they started getting worse and worse and worse. So it started on October 18th where I was sitting in bed. My left arm started to hurt. My chest felt like it was tight. I thought I was having a heart attack. I went in the shower. I did some breathing exercises. I was able to get out of it. And then the 19th, I had another one. And then the 20th, I had another one. And then the 21st, I had another one. So this is four days in a row where I'm having these massive panic attacks and my left arm hurts. And I'm like, you know what, Sash, my wife, I was like, I got to go to the hospital. I got to go get checked out. So she's like, why don't you go to urgent care? Let them look at you. It's a lot less expensive. If it's not a big deal, they'll send you home and you know it's just stress. And I already had an appointment with a new psychiatrist set up for November 27th, which I Mm -hmm. just went to that a couple of days ago. So, So I go to urgent care. They do an EKG. She leaves the room. She comes back. She goes, we have to call you an ambulance. <gasps> yeah. Which made me panic even more. So I'm like, what right. do you mean call you an ambulance? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? And there's something called like a T wave irregularity that was going on with my heart. And I'm like, holy fuck, I'm going to die. I'm going to fucking die. I'm going to fucking die. What does I'm, that mean? I, I'll explain in a second. So like, okay. okay. It was so that happens. I'm I'm sitting out front of urgent care, shirt off, lying in the middle of the street, waiting for the lying in the middle of the street. Seriously, seriously. I was like, I was, I, I was like, shirt off because the ambulance they, they said take your shirt off because they're gonna need to work on you once you get in the ambulance. So, like, the whole time I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm dead. This is it. I'm I dead. think that you have a six pack probably, and you're looking for any excuse to take that shirt off. Cause I've heard two stories already that that top came off. I, I pop my shirt off whenever I can. No, listen. So <laughs> I get, I get in the Sorry. ambulance. I get in the ambulance, right? They do another EKG and he's trying to calm me down. He's like, yes, there's a T wave irregularity. It could be no big deal. I want you to please calm down, calm down. So then I get to the hospital and then they're doing tests on me. My heart rate was so fast and it was so, so, so insanely. I was panicking. I could not calm down. So they gave me, oh, what did they give me? They gave me some, they gave me some type of, I can't even remember what it's called now, but some type of Venzo. Ativan? Yeah, Ativan. So they gave me some type of Venzo. So that broke my streak of not having any Benzos. They gave me an Ativan. And then- Where did you meet that rapist? Ativan. Yeah. (laughs) 
So then the, the doctor comes in. He goes, it's the only reason why it showed up as a bad AKG is because you couldn't control your breathing. You were having such a bad panic attack that it's a full-blown anxiety attack. So Jeez. that's why he's like, there's nothing wrong with your heart. They ran a bunch of tests on me, but my, my left arm still hurt, right? So then mm-hmm. I broke my streak. Two days later, I'm at work on a Monday. Same shit happens. My arm hurts. I feel like I'm going to die. So this time I go right to the hospital. And mm-hmm. they run a bunch of tests on me. They gave me another Ativan. So again, I broke my streak again two days later. And where did the time, guy touch you? Dude, <laughs> I have no idea like what was happening. I'll explain how they were happening after I saw my psychiatrist. He he explained everything. But like mm-hmm. it was nonstop. Every single day I felt like I was gonna die. And then this time I go to the hospital and they run x-rays on my left arm. And they found they found something wrong with my left arm. I have like a calcium deposit, something wrong. So like that's why my left arm was hurting. And it was probably I was getting in my own head like my left arm hurts. I can't control my breathing. I'm having a heart attack. Like it was so in my own head that it was making it worse and worse and worse and worse. So then after that, they sent me to PHP, partial partial hospitalization program. So I did that Mm -hmm. for three weeks. And I learned like different techniques and they gave me a temporary script of clonopin that my wife holds on to for emergencies. So I can't mm-hmm. abuse them. And to be honest with you, my biggest problem was Percocets, not Xanax. Xanax was like something I would just have fun with, but like my biggest, Why are you like this? yeah, Girls, 100% <laughs> 31 to 33, Dan, that's me. 31 to 30, 33, two years of my life. I was a fuck up, a total fuck up. So <laughs> do you guys think that counts? Because I talked to someone in rehab and he had a problem with opiates before. And he's like, hey, I went and had surgery on my teeth and they gave me painkillers and I used them as prescribed. I don't consider that breaking my sobriety. Do you mm. think, do you guys think I broke my sobriety? See, no. that's the tricky wicket with your addiction because the thing that you're addicted to is something that is regularly administrated for actual legit medical purposes like if you were having a tooth extracted what do you think you're just going to be like ah i'll be fine that's the thing i'm i'm not going to take any painkillers for for no reason like for the rest of my life i'm not going to even if even if i'm in dire pain i'm not going to take them that's one thing I, i can never have again what i had a problem with was booze and there's no real way that booze is going to get into the yeffy like for a legitimate purpose right right <clears throat> the only way that it could happen is if like i accidentally drank something i didn't realize but like come on dude i've had so much booze i <laughs> give me one Wait, sniff of a so drink and i'll be like that's booze if i made you some of my famous kentucky bourbon butter cake would you be able to tell there's bourbon in it yeah yeah like it would have the, well it would have like the taste of bourbon but it wouldn't have the like taste of alcohol because that would have burnt off in the oven yes I love so then, butter so cake. Then, right so okay hold on so i could give you a but a kentucky bourbon butter cake then yeah technically like i've been to the melting pot and they do a, a certain and melting pot is like a fondue restaurant that's super fucking good and they do one of the cooking things they put like wine into it and like that doesn't count either because the wine boils away. 
the art the alcohol the alcohol boils away. Yeah, right, right. The taste of the wine sticks <clears throat> around, but the booze, the actual thing. Plus, what am I gonna do? Get fucked up on fucking fondue? <laughs> Come on. So man, I went to this restaurant and had lamb with a wine reduction sauce. I was fucked. <laughs> so in my mind, even if I did make an oopsie doopsie or like kombucha, like I drink kombucha and it has like the smallest like amount of actual alcohol in it. I don't know how much you would have to drink to get fucked up, but here's the thing. I've been drunk enough to know when I'm fucked up and I've had like a, they sell a 48 liter thing of kombucha and I've had one of those in an entire evening. I was not even remotely like not I, stone cold sober. There's not enough booze in there to get you drunk. Jeez. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Well, hold on. Because my point is in my mind is if you are drunk, that is when you have crossed a line, right? Gotcha. Right. And I know. So basically what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is I know if I've crossed a line, I have not. Do you think you crossed the line? Do I think I have? Yeah. No, because I'm not doing it for pleasure. Yeah, see? But, you know. I, but I technically broke my sobriety. No, eh. I, I wouldn't even say technically. Like, it's not like you picked up the prescription and started, like, popping off pills because right. you enjoy it, right? Like, this was something that was prescribed because you're having such severe panic attacks that you legitimately think you're having a heart, like a heart attack, right? It's yeah. not even something yeah. that you've taken regularly. Like here's the other thing. I might be like, it's more of a gray area or a slippery slope. If you did have a prescription bottle, it was filled and you were actively My taking wife them from holds time them. to time. She, she holds on to them. Right. So since that's not the case, I still feel like now nah, you're good. So, all right, let me give you a little more context. But, like, yeah, that ambulance ride when they, they told me at urgent care something's wrong was, like, the scariest moment of my life. I, I was swore I was dead. I couldn't I couldn't. Did you tell it. any of them you had a problem with pills, though? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did. They asked me. They asked me. And you me. said, like, I have a problem with these, and they still hooked it up? Yeah, I needed it. it, it I couldn't calm down. I legit couldn't calm down. And once they gave me it, well, my, heart, my heart rate settled. And I, I was able to calm down. And then when I went to PHP, they asked me about my past. And I was honest about that, too. And so they gave me a, <clears throat> a temporary script to get to my psychiatrist appointment. And then here's the, the, the kicker of the story. So I get to my psychiatrist appointment. It's a two-hour intake. We talk about everything. The suicide thing that I witnessed, like my past, the fact that I've been to rehab, talk about everything. So he goes, listen, here's what we're going to do. I don't love having you on Klonopin. Now, Xanax is what I had a problem with, but it's still in the same family. It's still a benzo. So I don't like having someone with addiction issues on Klonopin. So here's what I'm going to do. He gives me two-week scripts to be refilled so I don't have that many on me at once. I have like 14 on me at max, right? And we're going to try to stop it once I'm done with this bankruptcy shit, which will be sometime around uh, late January. Everything's going to be over with. My court date's January 10th. So... Once that's over with, it should stop everything. But he diagnosed me with a panic disorder, which is mm -hmm. I don't need anything to cause a panic attack. Just the thought of a panic attack could start a panic attack. That's Jesus. what I, yeah, that's what I have right now. So like, I still have them. Like I, I had one yesterday. I had one the day before. Um, they're getting a lot more easy to manage. And then if I have one, I just talk to my wife. She gives me a pill. I calm down. I do my breathing exercises that, that I learned in PHP. I learned some yoga techniques. So like there's a plan here where it's going to okay. be a limited couple month thing where I have a script. And then after that, I'm going to rely on the new meds that he just put me on because he just put me on Zoloft and he thinks that's going to help me with my anxiety. 
And so, yeah, I have bipolar and now I have a panic disorder, which I didn't even know was a thing, but it's literally, you don't need anything to cause a panic attack. Just a thought of one will put you into a panic attack. That's what I have. It's crazy. What even would cause something like that? That. So he thinks it could be um, leftover. Uh, what's it called? When you see something and it fucks you up. Post-traumatic stress. Yeah, 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 yeah. He thinks it could be from like leftover post-traumatic stress that I never dealt with it. Um, or the fact that I should have been in therapy for the whole year that I left rehab and I didn't. And I let this bankruptcy case like it's it's like go time now. Like the first six months were just signing paperwork and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm like, all right, I'm in it. Now I got to go to court and I'm doing chapter 13. So it's not everything goes away. I still have to pay some of the money back. So it looks better on my credit. But like now it's like go time. I'm like, I have to meet with my lawyer all the time. I have to talk to him again tomorrow. I have to go to court, like all this stuff. So I think just a, a mix of everything just hit me all at once. So it started these crazy anxiety attacks and it got to a point where I literally felt like I was dying. So the the, the PHP I went to really helped. This new psychiatrist, I, I like him a lot. He really helped. And I like the fact that he's only given me two scripts at one, uh, two weeks at once. Like that's the most I have. So like, mm-hmm. even if I were to like go on a bender, which I'm not going to, cause my wife holds on to them. Even if I were, I only have 14, which is like nothing. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? In the grand scheme of things. So, well, don't you think your tolerance has probably come down though? It has, it definitely has. But like back in the day, 14 I, pills would get me fucked up. I could go through four. <laughs> I, when I was in my heyday, I could go through 14 in a day and a half. Easy. Right. And I could go through half a handle of cheap vodka in a day. And that wasn't that big of a deal. But now if I were to do that, I'd be fucking dead. Right. But okay. So it doesn't seem like you guys think that I technically relapsed then. Like I'm good. What's no. your psychologist therapist think? Uh, he didn't think so. He, he was like, listen, I wouldn't even prescribe you this if I think you didn't absolutely need it. He said the, the state that I'm in, if I keep having these serious, serious panic attacks, it can cause health problems in the future. It can, like, it can really fuck me up if I don't get a hold of it. So he's like, let's get a hold of this thing. Let's stop these panic attacks. And then we'll wean you off the, the benzos. So he, he he thought it was necessary for me to have a script. Just be on the lookout because if you start being like, oh, here's where my wife keeps them. Now I know where they're hidden. Like, then, you know, something's yeah, coming. Now, yeah. The, I always got to be wary of that type of thing. But I'm, I was pissed. I was freaking six days away from making it a year without either. And but, you know, I'm telling you, man, I really when, think. So I when is the last right time now. you had a pill as of now? Uh, Yesterday. Oh, OK, because you have them when you start to get worked up. Yeah, when I start feeling that tight chest, and uh, I know it's going to happen tomorrow because I have to talk to my lawyer, and anytime I have to talk to him, that really freaks me out. Um, it's just like, oh, I don't know. I think Tell it's your like, lawyer we say hello. I will. I think it's a mix of things. Like, there was so much shit that I went through that I never dealt with, and I kept just shoving it deep down, deep down, deep down, and it seems like everything just started to come out all at once. And mm-hmm. it, it made everything so much worse. So like if you're out there and you're struggling, like go get help now. Like don't don't kick it down the road because then it's just going to come back 10 times worse. And it's just been insane, dude. It's It's been a really rough month, really weird year. But I, I'm super happy I made with no opiates for the whole year. And that that was the one that I really had a problem with. Like there were the ones I would buy on the street. Xanax I had a prescription for. 
So like I was I was a scumbag with that shit. Like I can't I can't believe how bad it got. So like I'm really proud also, of this yeah, year. Don't be buying any pills off the street, man. Fentanyl's gonna take you out. Oh bro, it almost did once. I almost did once. What? I, that happened. What? Yeah, that happened to me one time. One time I got it from this shady dude and my this dude i used to do them with texted me he was like yo they're fake they're fake and luckily i only took one so i threw i made myself throw up and i was fine oh yeah dude that's because, the thing about doing drugs and uh vexed already told me she plans on doing drugs in the new year hold on you made that <laughs> assumption i didn't say anything hey vex are you gonna do drugs at that rave you're going to in the new year no i'm not because my husband does it but like if i would have taken my like Oh, let's go crazy. Let's take three of these at once. I would have died because they were they were straight up yeah. fentanyl. Yeah, it's scary <laughs> shit, dude. Scary shit out there. I'm happy. I'm I'm happy I went to rehab. I'm happy I'm done with that. And I can't wait to be done this bankruptcy shit so I can just start over, yeah. man. Like it's been rough. It's Is gonna be over and done with. This time next year, you're gonna feel fantastically better. You just gotta get there day by day. Yeah. What's that, Vex? No, I was just going to ask, is that why you've been a little bit quiet on the content front as well? Because you've just got so much going on behind the scenes right now. Yeah, it is. That's why I haven't done a live YouTube show because mm -hmm. I like I just couldn't handle it. Like we, we shared up scrapped. We were doing goosebumps. It was doing OK. A couple thousand views. Uh, and that was like during it. So we scrapped that. Um, I think we're scrapping Monarch because no one's watching those videos anyway. But we're still going to do uh, a murder at the end of the world because those videos are starting to do well. And that's what we love to do any, anyway, murder mysteries. But mm -hmm. I took like four weeks off the podcast. Brad and Coach did it without me. And they were like, take as much time as you need. Because I literally couldn't get through a day without having a massive panic attack. They're getting a lot easier to manage now. Like I feel a lot better now than I did even two weeks ago. But yeah, I chilled for a little bit. I did. I definitely did. Dan, I'm just, you know what? I'm actually like so glad that you were able to figure out what was going on first of all because like god forbid there's a situation where you're just like what the fuck is wrong with me and no doctor can fucking figure it out so yeah. that in itself is is a blessing right there i don't think you've relapsed at all dude like you're not it's not like you're fiending it's not like you're like dependent on these things it's a band-aid solution in the process for dealing with this so yeah and like we have a I plan like right so i wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. even like like even just i wouldn't circle back to the thought ever again like it's very clear that this is not um you if anything i would still consider you technically sober i, appreciate I would that. still say that you i would still say you pass that 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 year mark so yeah like i'm I'm not even smoking weed like i'm not i'm i'm just doing this because i have to that's it like well you, you shouldn't be smoking weed if you're bipolar anyways <laughs> yeah definitely not i used to smoke <laughs> all the time i used to smoke all the time and there was a couple times in the past year that i that i did but i i don't want to smoke at all like i have i have no interest in smoking weed right now and a lot of people is weed legal in pennsylvania uh medical it is for medical gotcha yeah so it's very easy to come by but i have no interest in it i have no interest in any drugs and i just have to do these because these attacks are so bad like i can't even it's so bad. Like I literally thought I was dying. And when they told me something was wrong with the EKG, that was like the scariest fucking moment of my life. Like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. So that's my story. I saved it for you guys. Dude, you were just in the hospital before that too, for like I was. the blood clotting thing. Blood clotting. Is yeah, it was. Yeah. That's good that's news. Cold. That 
So that turned out to be an old blood clot that the hospital, the first. So I went to a hospital that was close by the other hospital <laughs> that my hematologist is at. Um, if I would have went there, it would have been no big deal. But I went to the hospital and I had to stay overnight because they saw a blood clot. But it turns out that was just scar tissue from my old blood clot. So it wasn't a oh, my, my old yeah. blood clot. Yeah. My wise old blood clot. And the reason I went is because my leg Been was hurting. A lot together. My leg was hurting and I, I wasn't wearing these compression socks and now I'm wearing them again. So yeah, I have this blood disorder called factor five Leiden mutation, which is a uh, hereditary and it causes blood clots. That's how I get blood clots, but I'm on medicine for them. And as long as I take my meds, I shouldn't get another one. So it's all good there, but that was scary. Too. Damn, Dan. Yeah. Jeez, a lot. Dan. Yeah, I'm a wild. little less mad that you don't text me back now, but I'm still <laughs> like, I'm still mad. Right. I'm just a little less mad. Tony, man, I got a weird life. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Weird life. I love I love Makes my wife. Fucking great stories, though. Huh? Love my podcast partners. Love my podcast team. Love Jules. Like, love you guys. It's just like doing this and doing my show is kind of like an outlet. So I like feel so much better after doing stuff like this. So like I'm really fortunate to be able to talk about it because maybe there's someone out there going through something similar. Like. You never know, even if it's going to help one person, you know, you never know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, all right. If you guys want to change the subject into something more positive, I'm going to take my meds right now. Okay. That's, that, I mean, that was pretty positive. We ed- yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, it, it. okay. Yes. It was a dark story. Um, but I mean, we ended on a positive note because there's a plan going forward, at least. It's not like we're, we're up in the wind. Right. Yeah, right. And if we thought it was a total disaster, we're not going to talk about it with you here, right? Exactly. <laughs> we're aiming to we're aiming to be off Benzos by February. That's the goal. Good. Awesome. You got this. Awesome. Um, I mean, I think it would November. I, you know what? This year's been. I don't know about you, Yef, but the weird the year's been weird for me too. So I get where Dan is coming from in that respect. No, my year's been really good. It just has flown past so quickly. Beer back. I Fair. gotta get my, my one meds. Beer back. You're good. You're good. Um, no, I'm kind of because shit really hit the fan the last like month or two. So yeah, because you have an update on your immigration, right? I do, and it's not a good update. Oh come on. Okay, here. So I'll just I'll bummer read... cast. I know. <laughs> so I'll I'll just read the email because I figure like it's too confusing otherwise. So. Remember how I went for my interview, right? And they're like, just send us your passport and the vaccine waiver form and all this stuff. Just send it directly to the consulate here and we'll keep, right? That, that was, yeah. the, right? So, uh-huh. And I consulted both of the lawyers and they said, yeah, just send it all there. We'll be fine. So I email the guy that's in charge of the, the waiver, Michael. I email him. I'm just like, hey, it's been over a month. I haven't heard anything back. Um, I emailed the consulate, didn't hear anything back. Do you have any updates about what's what's going on? Because, again, I'm just really nervous because they have my passport. I can't go anywhere. Um, so, you know, I, I always start my emails cordial. You know, I hope you're doing well and had a wonderful <laughs> What's up, my bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that kind of cordial. Um, so, like, he responds to me, like, because, uh, like, so I asked him, like, I reached out to the Montreal consulate by email and have received no updates as to whether our waiver has been submitted at the very least there's also been no charge to my credit card for the because fi- there's a 930 dollars filing fee which i haven't seen come through 900 um, 
filing yeah. fee. Yeah, yeah. Um, what the fuck? So I'm reaching out to see if you have any updates on your end. I've also emailed uh, Tamara, who's the the other from the other place that we the hired. The sun will come out. Tamara. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, um, "Hi, Vex. I'm just I'm concealing my identity here. Um, I hope your Thanksgiving was good as well. I'm on the road this evening and getting a chance to look at your email. A little confusing situation, but I'm with Fernanda and Frida. That's two of his associates." And I believe we have figured out what happened. And I'm just like, what the fuck do you mean? Oh, what no. happened? What like, happened? You sent me the waiver and I sent it to them. So he's like, I had to refer to my notes and emails. And here is what I know happened and possibly may have been confusing. On the morning of October 18th, I had not explained very well with Frida, your and my conversation from earlier that morning. So Frida mailed out both packages to FedEx, as was the plan the day before. One to USCIS and one to you. After she mailed it, I realized I had not caught her, uh, not caught her that she only needed to mail the one package to me. So I went to the FedEx box in our small town to see if I could ask for the USCIS package to not be delivered. And that was the only one and that it was only going to Ontario. The FedEx man was really helpful, but said that he couldn't give the package back since it was already in his possession. But he would wrap up the package together to go to you. So you should have received two packages. I completely mm -hmm. forgot to verify with you on that. I'm so sorry. I should have clarified your email correspondence <laughs> on that day after you responded to Frida. The instructions the consulate gave were not the normal routine for waivers today, but I figured that we should probably go with that given what you were told. Big question. Did you actually get two waivers sent to you? One package was supposed to be wrapped with the other per the phone call I received from FedEx later that day. We, be we believe we remember Frida tabbing up the original. I attached a picture that FedEx sent with the delivery to because they send you a photo now when things get delivered, right? Yeah. And then he's a second thought. I think we probably should have disregarded the consulate advice and went with the USCIS instructions. I think oh. we should do that now, since it appears the consulate is not going to process the waiver and probably pay the sheet. Finally, to verify, did you mail slash email anything to the consulate yet for the waiver? I'm super sorry for the confusion. Who's this guy emailing you? In my mind, it was somebody who works with the government. He's the lawyer that I hired for the vaccine waiver. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so I read like because they're in uh, Kansas, so they're an hour behind. So I'm reading this Fucking email. Kansas. Do you want me to go pay him a visit? <laughs> I'm, I'm reading this email at like 8 p.m. And I'm like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm I'm kind of stoned. And I'm like, are you are you are you fucking? Kidding? Oh, that's right. You it, got prescribed weed recently. Oh, I didn't get prescribed it. I just went to a dispensary because it's legal <laughs> for everyone. You self-prescribed um, yourself weed. Yes, but I'm really <laughs> fucking pissed because you're sending me this email over a month after. It's almost six weeks now. Six weeks since I had my consulate interview and five weeks since I mailed out the package. And only now are you telling me this, which means that there's a whole six weeks of time that we've just kind of lost. In which this situation could have been rectified and maybe we're a month ahead in the process. Did you ask him, like, why are you the way you are? Why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, it auto plays twice. Okay. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm at such a fucking loss. So 
Um, so now what? Uh, I've got to email the consulate again. Um, like, I forgot. Sorry, to do... my lawyer's fucking retarded. <sighs> well, I emailed them once and they never got back to me, right? And then the other lawyer emailed me back and she's like, "Because I'm not the one that filed the waiver, you need to just correspond with with Michael." And I'm like, "Okay, that's that's fine. I understand that." Um, but like, I know that the consulate received it because like there was a, a shipping label that I had to print out through their website that was like specifically assigned to my case. So I know that it's there and they have my passport, but I'm just like, bruh, you, we sent you like a fucking 70 page waiver and my passport's in there. What's going to happen to my fucking passport? What is going to happen with your fucking passport? <laughs> what so does my- the other lawyer say? Have you told them? Yeah, that's what I mean. She said, like, I'm not, like, because I'm not the one that filed the vaccine waiver. Right. Like, I'm not in charge of it. But I did can't. you tell them that Michael fucked a goose? No, I didn't tell her that. Which, you know what? I honestly, like, I should be asking for some money back or some shit because she's the one that recommended me, Michael. Yeah, you might want to ask for some money back because they have set you back months. Because of a fucking clerical error. A clerical error that could have been resolved five to six weeks ago and it's like oh i didn't call you and tell you that's why you were getting two because frida fucking <laughs> was diddling herself like, that day <laughs> no but like here's here's the other thing too is like because i have been very careful to make sure that i keep a clear trail of communication so when i got it i emailed him told him i got the i got the documents and when i mailed it out i emailed him and told him like hey i've mailed it out it's done my passport is there so it wasn't like he just we had that phone conversation and that was the last time we talked. No, there were two more days where I emailed him after that conversation to confirm I got the, the FedEx package and to also confirm that I shipped it out. They're fucking you. And I'm pissed because I've paid money towards your legal fees and I'm mad at how my money's getting spent on these fucking idiots. Oh, different legal issues. Completely separate issues. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> your life's a wreck. I forgot. I'm sorry. You want to know, bro, you want to know how... So, okay. So, yes, I did self-prescribe myself some mar- marijuana, okay? Um, <laughs> so, what was what was going on is I was getting so stressed out between all three of these lawyers dealing with the Canadian government, dealing with the U.S. government, dealing with all these work deadlines. I was just like... I, I And I'm, I wasn't sleeping because I was... Ugh. So I was like, okay, I need to relax. So I just, I go into the, like, I'm literally just driving home from the grocery store and I see a dispenser. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going in. So I just asked the dude, like, listen, I just want you to give me one of those like little weed vape things, but I want a concoction that's going to give me more of a bot. Cause here's the other thing. For some reason I was just having a headache. Like I was having constant headaches again, which uh-huh. I thought those were gone, but I was just having constant headache. And I learned that you can actually get, consistent headaches if you don't sleep enough yeah that makes sense yeah i i didn't i guess it should make sense to me but i never put two and two together because you were sleep deprived you can't yeah. add when you're sleep deprived right <laughs> so i was just like listen just give me i just want something that's gonna get me like a little bit baked but i just want the body high more because like can we take a quick second to ponder where dan could be he's pludging there he is. Right Dude, on did time. I really call that? You Whoa. did. You I'm did. Back. I'm he back. Summoned it. He summoned you right now. Did you know that? What is that? <laughs> That's crazy. 
she Vex is balls deep in her weed story, and she and then I'm like, can we take a, a quick moment and just wonder where the fuck Dan could be? And then all of a sudden you hear your door like, Kunk, I'm back. I, I messaged you on Twitter. I said five minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't check his Twitter while he's yeah. Actually, no, I do have Dan's DM with me opened right now, but I'm pulled up in the conversation to. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't see it. Yeah, BRB five minutes. I see it now. All right. So. Yeah, I just like I just I cause like I need something to get rid of these fucking headaches so I can actually do shit because I'm like I'm at home and I'm like I need to get this deadline done, but I can't look at a fucking computer screen because my head is throbbing. Um so I got that and I've been actually you know what? Today's the first day I've been not high in five days. Why did you choose today to not get high? From the weed? Um, is that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So I've been I've been so stressed out, Dan, that I went to because uh, marijuana is just legal across the board. You don't need it for medical reasons. Like you can just go and get weed at a dispensary. Um, so I've just been so stressed out that I needed something to calm me because I, I wasn't sleeping. And on top of that, uh, maybe this is a bit TMI, but I was having such bad um, stomach and digestive distress that I actually shat blood last week. <laughs> 